Lesbian speaking may contain adult content and is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Lesbian speaking. Lesbian speaking. Lesbian speaking. Lesbian speaking. Lesbian and she's speaking. This is Lee with Lesbian Speaking, and today I am bringing you a special mini-sode. I'll be speaking with Louisa Pina, a filmmaker based in New England, and she has a very special project that she would like to speak about today. Louisa, welcome to Lesbian Speaking. How are you doing this evening? Hello. Uh, good evening. Thank you so much uh, for having me. I am very good. Uh, just starting the week, so having... Lots of meetings and uh, lots of uh, get together with people right now just to get together to find the, the solutions with some problems that we're having with, uh, I don't know if you're aware of it, but right now I actually it's having a little bit of issues with the um, film industry. Oh, yes, with the film industry. Anything like that. So, yeah, we are like, BCN is working right now on it. I was looking at your IMDb, and it looks like you have uh, quite a bit of experience in the film industry. Yes. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it's, I'm, I feel like I'm not just starting still. Because right. Because I've not reached what I want to do at the end, which is direct. Okay. Uh, but, um, yes, I do have, I've been working in the film industry here in the United States pretty much since I moved here. Right. I am not originally from here. Uh, but, yeah, basically since 2016, it's been nonstop until pandemic times. Right, okay. right. Until the pandemic. Hey, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> you're right, yeah. So you're, you're originally from Venezuela, correct? Yes, yes, that is right. I was born and raised in in Venezuela, um, I lived all over the country. Uh, my dad uh, was an oil engineer, and that's like being in the military here in the United States. Okay. So I basically moved from oil field to oil fields all around the country. Oh wow! Pretty much every every year and a half, every two years. So I lived all around the country, and then uh, when I was around twenty five years old, I left and I moved to Australia. And I there I went for to study. Okay. And I, I, I stayed there for a few years, and I started my filmmaking career officially there. Okay, so in Australia. So are you finding that getting your foot here in the U.S., that it's completely different, or it's just uh, same game, different place? Uh, you know, it's totally different. Is it? Okay. Completely different, yeah. from Even from, like, the lingo that we speak on on the walkies it's totally different and when I was in Australia I um I did a lot of editing and I directed more here I still haven't been able to direct my first project and I've been here since 20 uh, officially since 2014 but working since 2016 so yeah it's been a challenge actually to to be able to do what I really want in here um there's there's a lot of competition and and great competition you know which is very stimulating was it the film industry that brought you to the u.s no oh actually Uh, (laughs) 
It was um, a personal move. My, I actually, when I was in Australia, I met my wife online. Okay. And she's from here, I, actually from, from Massachusetts, where I am um, based now. And we did a long-distance relationship for maybe a year, a year and a half, and, um, and back and forth, you know, me visiting here and she going there to visit. And then to, that was before gay marriage was allowed in Australia. Right. So once we wanted to like really settle, we just we decided that it was just best for me to stay here. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that was actually a big challenge because when I moved here, I did not know anyone. In oh, the right. Like, no, I actually did not know one except for my wife, her family, and friends. Okay. Like, I. I had no friends in the, in this area. I, I have actually some family in the United States, but they're all in Texas and Florida, you know, with the warmest. Right, here, yeah. Uh, here <laughs> in the north. Um, so it was, a, I, it was a big challenge for me to, to actually find my place in here. Yeah, I could imagine. Where did you live in Australia? I lived in Brisbane. Brisbane, okay. Yeah, so it was, it was a bit bigger area than it is in Massachusetts, I bet. Yeah, I yeah. mean, if I'm correct, if I, someone who might be listening to this correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Brisbane is actually one of the cities that is the most expanded in the whole wide world. Oh, wow. So it is quite big. They, it's not like they have a lot of people, but like expanded and well they have a lot of space to do that in australia you know right yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah it is actually quite a shock to be it's quite different to be honest from um venezuela to australia to the united states um, right when i lived in venezuela it, i lived in in caracas which is a metropolitan city mm -hmm. you know three, four million people. Oh, yeah, super um, large, yeah. Super, like, populated, traffic, you know, like, noise everywhere. Then I moved to Brisbane, and it was smaller, but still, it's a very um, hip city. You right. Know? There's a lot of tourists. Um, well, there's a lot of tourists in Australia, but Brisbane, it's also um, Queensland, the state. It's like a um, student state. There's... It's almost like Florida, you know, oh, yeah. um, Queensland, and there is a lot of movement there, different kind of movement than Venezuela, but still a lot of movement. Um, there's the encounter of so many cultures in right. just one space, which is one of the things that I fell in love with uh, there. Like, you get so much from so many different worlds in one tiny little place. Oh, and, yeah. Um, and in, in Brisbane, I lived in the city, per se, like exactly in like downtown. Oh, so you were and the heart I'm of in, it. Yeah. In suburban Massachusetts. Right. <laughs> so how does that, going from that difference, I mean, not only the culture shock, but how is it to, to get jobs in the film industry, being as that you're in Massachusetts? Well, actually, here, the industry in, in Massachusetts, it's actually picking up a lot. Okay. When I got here, there were probably maybe a couple of movies being shot that year, but then there was, by the side of the unions, that's something that should be said, um, 
they were we, we were able we were able to pass a law that um, gave a tax exemption and a tax um, not a, it's not a tax exemption to per se. I'm not really I'm uh, sure how it works because I'm not a lawyer. Right. But uh, it was a a, a a law that was passed in the. Massachusetts and, and my Rhode Island passed it too. So the entire New England was trying to do this in conjunction um, together with the unions to bring and incentivate and motivate the film industry to come here because okay. there is amazing crew here. And we were able to pass that law and we actually had a sunset and it was supposed to um, uh, end in 2020. Right. But then this, we were able to... Um, by again fighting and, and trying to with the unions and uh, um, the support of our, our local senators, we were able to pass the the, the law and make it permanently. Right. So now there, there's actually a big studio that is here. There's opening another big studio. We are actually have like maybe ten union productions working right now, and I'm talking about like really big shows i can't really say because yeah right you know yeah <laughs> uh, legal issues but um there are like really big 80 million dollar uh jobs right now happening in massachusetts so there is i'm actually i feel so lucky that i don't have to go to la or to new york right and that i can um i still have the 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 nice guide without all that uh, light noise from the city, oh, yeah. and I have the quiet of suburbia. But I actually am forty-five minutes away from Boston. Oh, perfect! Um, Twenty minutes away from Providence. You know, so I am close to where, like, the center of the city. So let's say culture is right, and and also when um. The productions companies come here to work. They usually want to do locations, right? So they want to be outside. They want to go to Newport. They want to go to Cape Cod. You know, that's what they are coming here. So I, that's another thing that I've been so lucky. Last uh, early this year, I was working on an HBO show, and I was in like all the Newport mansions, and it was like amazing. Like all those locations that I get the opportunity to work. It's, I feel very blessed. That is, I bet you do have some really great experiences with that. And how lucky that, yeah, you landed with somebody who was in a location that was going to work out for you in that manner. You did get lucky. <laughs> yeah, I actually got super lucky that, um, that everything just like worked out like that. But at the beginning, it was hard. Um, the the first I'm not gonna lie the first years I did like you know like every person every filmmaker that is starting has to do you know I work for free I work for exposure I work for meals and for credits you know right. I work I work for just to network you know that's something that you kind of have to do especially when you don't know anyone you have there's, there's you have to put yourself on a set and. If, if you have to do it for free, just a few first times. Once you get to, to they get to see your name and your 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 talents and your uh, work, don't give your work for free because right, that right. is terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just to get your name out there, just to meet folks. Yeah, right? I yeah. mean, you have to, there, there's 
some there you have to somehow find a way to make yourself known uh you can do it i mean a lot of people have the luck to do it through social media um i am not that I, i don't have the i don't know the i don't know if it's the cleverness or I'm pretty shy, you know, kind right. of. Right, you're the behind the scenes, not the front face. That's Correct, exactly. There's a reason why I'm behind the camera. I I love telling the story, but I'm not really the best person to to communicate this story, especially when English is not my first language. When I'm nervous, like I I I throw Spanish, I make up words. I, yeah, <laughs> so it's not the best for me to be in front of the camera. Now, how did you get, because you have a, you have a project that you're working on and that's what we were here to speak about today. Yeah. When Mariana and Lucy texted, mm-hmm. um, it's a short film that came up the, um, I wrote the script in July, 2020 during pandemic times. Oh. I was trying to revise, um, other scripts that I had. Um, but this idea was like hidden in the back of my head. And I just, I couldn't move with my other scripts until, like, I put this one on paper. Right. And it just, it came out of me, like, so quickly, which is totally different from my other scripts. I usually take a lot of time to write and to process um, my story, but this one just, like, spilled out of me. And during those, after I wrote it for... I probably spent around six months developing maybe to see if it was feasible, like if it was something that actually looked good on camera, it was, if it would, if it could, because sometimes, um, scripts look uh, good on paper, right. but they do not transcribe to the screen. That makes sense. So I spent a little time trying to see if that was something that was going to work. And once I saw that it, was a great idea <laughs> i i started to to produce it like I, I started to find someone to help me to produce um i created the whole campaign for for the for the crowdfunding and now we are in the crowdfunding <laughs> perfect now this the the short film i saw a little synopsis of it it's about a long distance relationship correct Yes, it is. Okay. It is not my story with my wife. Okay, I was going to ask you that. Okay. <laughs> it is not the story with me of my wife, but it is kind of inspired on my relationships when I was a young teen. Okay. Because I grew, I mean, I was born in 86, so I um, spent my teenage years in the late 90s, early 2000s, when, you know, the internet and chats and, and I grew up in Caracas, Venezuela, like super Catholic, super conservative country. Oh, yeah. And my, and my family is super conservative. So okay, wow. For me to, I actually went to a Catholic Opus Day school. <laughs> so extreme. Yes. Uh, so I, I actually... I, I I found my community through the internet growing up. I okay. found the first time I met a lesbian was through the internet, um, you know. So, and I, I think that is just something that happens to a lot of uh, people in our communities, that we find 
are others online. Um, it's definitely not just my story. It's, I want to say it's like 75% of uh, lesbian stories. Maybe I'm uh, uh, exaggerating. I don't know. No, I mean, but, especially uh, with you got TikTok these days and everybody has these long distance uh, right? situations now that, yeah, everyone is speaking through these electronic means. So you're right. You could be right about that percentage. Yeah. So I, I think, in, and now that you say it, with all these new apps, it's not just uh, the LGBTQ community. It's I believe it's also, I think it's everyone. Yes. You know, I think everyone right now is finding it, finding it much easier to make a connection um, online than it is to make it person, at least at the beginning. Yes. Just to, you know. Um, so I always wanted to tell a story that that felt universal. So I think this one, even though it's very focused in, um, it's a lesbian couple, the story, I mean, I could easily change the gender of my characters. Right. And I could, they, it could work, you know, I mean, they're still girls. I could probably have to adapt some things. In the right. Script. But you know what I mean? I, um, yeah. It doesn't matter that they're girls. It can work with a girl or a boy or two boys. And I think that's one of the... And it stays. It still stays true to the lesbian experience. To the story. You know, you know I think that's important because so many times you see in TV and films that the gay and lesbian characters, even trans characters, non-binary characters, are filling a niche and... If you took their story, you wouldn't be able to translate it because it is so focused on the community. And I like that what you said was this story could could relate to anybody. I think that's important. Yeah. That's something we need. Yeah, yeah. And um, to to um, some um, add a little bit to what you just said about um, there is representation of not just. Um, everyone in the, uh, the community, I feel like one of the things that I've been um, talking in my campaign uh, that I really want to connect with my audience is that, yes, right now we're having a lot of more uh, queer characters in TV and in movies and TV series, but presence and representation are not the same. Right. So um, I, it feels like, uh, yeah, there is a queer character in every show right now. But what are what is the meaning of that character in right. the show? What is the accomplishment? They usually are just like roles that the straight characters balance their ideas to. You know, they don't have any really um, depth or meaning to or they don't even are like fully developed right you know sometimes you don't even know what what is it that they do for a living they just show up randomly yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like you it, you can't even follow like what is they they really do and they just come and do a, a sassy comment and people laugh and they out of the scene right right so that's one of the things that i'm trying to fight against uh Okay. But we're still making it inclusive because I wanted not just to make um, a film for our community, but I want I also want 
uh, people and our allies to see us, you know? Right, as as the so, normal everyday people that they are and that we are, and we have the same exactly. life that you do. Right. Yeah, uh, as, a, as a filmmaker uh, and all media, we are responsible of the culture that we are creating, and we have to be very responsible with um, the ideas that we are presenting on our stories. We, it's, it's, the, it's the minimum that we can do to our audience. Just be responsible to tell our stories truthful, to be insightful of what we are presenting, to be honest, especially honest. Right. I think that's the thing that we are missing a lot um, in, in our... Um, storytelling lately I feel like we basically since Sopranos came (laughs) which has been a while the anti-hero has been just such dominating it's true and we and after pandemic times we really I I don't know about you but I feel I have like enough anxiety I don't need to watch anxiety on my television as well I completely agree (laughs) Yeah, I want to, you know, feel good and um, feel warm and fussy and just like, oh, that was nice, you know? Right. Not like, oh, my God, how did that happen? Right. So I think in not just me, I think everyone is in, in craving that. That's one of the reasons why I believe Ted Lasso has been so successful because people are just craving for that, um, um What's the word? Um, um, good manners, you know. Right. The please, hello, thank you. The the being grateful, you know, just being there for each other and um, community. Because at the end of the day, I feel like Ted Lasso it's about building a community. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So that I, everyone feels so isolated. So that's one of the 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 main goals with my movie is to be able to connect the LGBTQ community with the straight and ally communities and everyone to be able to sit down and enjoy a beautiful love story and everyone feel like like connected to it, you know? Like everyone feel related and feel like that could happen to them. Right. Now, do you feel like this is because it's a short film, do you think that it has a, a potential to become a full feature film? Oh, yes. yes. I mean... I can easily whip up a future film script for these characters. I have so much. I actually had to cut a lot for this short film to be able to um, make it feasible. Um, I, I actually cut some scenes where I have like more friends of them and we actually get to know the girls through their friends. But the, it's a short film, so I, I didn't have enough time and I really want to concentrate myself on the story of the girls without much uh background noise right and if i if i didn't have the time to go in depth with the other characters then it's not fair for me to be even bring them right into the scene right so um but yes definitely i can totally uh, this can totally become a future film and i think it would be a really cute um romantic um movie that everyone like totally love like I can totally see it on like Netflix like one of those um 
it's not a rom-com, but it is super cute and like romance. You know? Right, right. Well, this sounds really exciting. I'm excited for this. I can't wait to see it. But you have a you have a yeah, me too. you have a crowdfunder going on right now. What is the date that the the crowdfunding ends? All right, so the crowdfunding ends on October first. October. 1st. So that is pretty soon. Yeah, we have, I believe, like eleven ten days left. Okay. And where what is the website that someone can go to that they can help? Raise so then the crowdfunding website, we are using the Seed and Spark platform. Okay. And their website is uh, www. Did you just say www? Or I just, <laughs> people can say how old we, I am. Just yeah, saying uh, right, exactly. <laughs> there is a joke that goes along with that. But yes, we don't, we, I guess we don't have to say it now. Even though, yeah, it is habit, habit to type it in. <laughs> I admitted that right. on air, Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, the website is seedandspark.com, and if you go in there and you go on the search and you Google and you search when Mariana and Lucy texted, the campaign should come up. Okay. And um, we have a variety of incentives starting from $15 to $5,000, okay. but you can actually pledge for any amount and anything can help. Actually... Just by creating a free account on the website and by following, if people cannot donate, the followers actually also creates like a buzz and also helps. Okay. So with the followers, then you get more attention as far as the advertising from the websites. That's correct. Okay, great. All right. So everyone, you hear that? Go on to seedandspark.com. Search for when Mariana and Lucy texted and go in and make a donation. Uh, create an account, get some buzz going on here, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody, look out for it. After you get the funding, what do you think the projection time is for us to be able to see this film? Well, after we get the funding and we shot and everything and, uh, and editing, editing is done, I believe that the movie can be uh, watched by our backers only okay. um, by February. But um, after that, we're going to do the festival run. So there's like a little bit of legal there. And we can, I can't really show the movie after the festival run. So after that, then I can maybe be published online. Okay. Um, but yeah, but the backers get um, anyone that uh, pledges will get a a, a view of the movie. Well, there's a little bonus for you. So if you go on and give a, a pledge, that you get to yeah. be the first people to see the film. Yeah, they yeah. get a private link and they can watch it in their computer over and over and over and over and over. Oh, wow. Great. Okay. <laughs> Guys, go on. Donate. Get the film. <laughs> so what, what do you think about uh, us having another chat? When you get the film going, um, get some interest, get that some viewership. Great. great. Let's plan yes, for that. Of course. Yeah. We'll circle back. We'll keep in touch. Uh, see how the crowdfunding went for you and spark some interest in getting some viewership when it's time to go. Yeah, of course. Uh, I, 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 I believe in this story so much. And not only that, I believe in my crew and right. my cast that I'm so eager to start working with these humans 
they are amazing. I, I actually feel so blessed that I was able to find them. Wow. These girls are like literally if 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 I don't make this movie with them this year or probably next year or after that, I they're gonna be so out of reach for me, they're I wouldn't be able to, to afford them because these girls are going places. They are amazing. Right. And I really I feel blessed that I could found them and I can work with them very soon. That is so great. Did you want to give a shout out to them? Yes, of course. Uh, her, their names are uh, Diana and Alice. Alice Ritz and Diana Terraza. They are two amazing actors from the Boston area. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen a lot of commercials of Hasbro and Wayfair. You might have mm-hmm. seen Diana around. Okay. She's okay. in a lot of those. And Alice has been in more of uh, indie films, but she's amazing, yeah. All right, very good. Thank you to my girls. Awesome. If you guys want to know more about Louisa, then you do have a website as well, correct? Yes, I do have a, web- a website, and it's uh, Louisa. And my name is spelled without an O, so it's L-U-I-S-A. So it's Louisa-Tina, P-I-N-A dot com. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, and I look forward to seeing the short film when it comes out. I look forward to hearing how the crowdfunder goes, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck. Oh, thank you so much, Lynn. I really appreciate the opportunity to let me talk about my project and communicate my story. I am really looking forward to show it to the to the public and to the world. I, I think it's so much so worth worthy of everyone's time it's it's a beautiful love story and i can't wait to tell it yeah it sounds like an important story to get out there so thank you for being the one to do it oh thank you so much for episode ideas or to be a guest on the podcast please send an email to lesbianspeaking at gmail.com to support this podcast visit patreon.com forward slash lesbianspeaking For $3 a month, you get a shout-out, and for $5 a month, you get a shout-out as well as access to an interactive chat with myself and other listeners. To place an ad on this podcast, please email lesbianspeaking at gmail.com. Lesbianspeaking can also be found on Instagram, so be sure to go and give a follow.